How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Spark Plug TV podcast. I have no idea where Alex is today. He's been MIA for a little while, but hopefully he'll be back for the next episode. But this is Austin. He's actually a viewer of the podcast. Just to prove to you, we'll, we'll bring you on the podcast, man. Austin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, my God. Well, it depends on what you want to know, man. What kind of questions? I can't really think of anything right off the bat. You'll have to ask me stuff. <laughs> so how how did you get into cars? God, man, I how did I get into cars? That's that's a tough one, man. I've grown up around them ever since I was little. Um, I remember, you know, just be, like being around cars, whether it be, you know, like station wagons or it be, you know, like my dad's Super B, his Monte Carlo, his lowrider. Um, yeah, we come from a long history of car people. Not only that, uh, actually, and Jason, I don't think you knew this. Uh, I come from a very long line of professional drag racers. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, dude. Uh, my, uh, my, gra- my mom's dad was a pro drag racer and he, his, I think his main car was a 57 Bel Air. He had three of them, one cherry red, one powder blue and one canary yellow. All, Man, he sound he sounds like me with the S10. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he Grandpa loved dude loved his Bel Airs. I am telling you, and each one I think was pushing. I think my mom remember telling me right around like five sixty. <laughs> I mean, back then, dude, that was a lot of power. That that is a lot. That of was power. five sixty. Wow. On a fifty-seven Bel Air, that's fucking. Yeah, dude, on a 57 Bel Air, and you know, those chassis and those cars were not light, dude, no. solid metal. But um, they also they they were also made for, like, you know, the couple hundred horse at the most it comes out of the factory with. Them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I agree, but he definitely, like I said, pro drag racer, he did some work to these cars, and they were, they were his babies, for sure. Right, but I mean, the nice thing about those older cars, for certain is the chassis were overbuilt for the power. Since the motor vehicle was still new-ish, uh, we we thought, you know, you needed this really heavy steel chassis to handle 240 horses. When in oh, all reality, yeah. you can handle 240 horses on a freaking aluminum rail. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, these... Uh, these cars meant business, man. And just like I said, it's just that's one of the things, you know, like I said, that got me into cars. My grandpa was a pro drag racer. Um, you know, my brother, uh, my dad, everyone, like all the guys in my family were all car nuts. I mean, we I, we would uh, we had this uh, what really set me off as far as like, like you know, working on cars was my uh, my brother had bought this probably one of the cleanest old school uh ford uh i can't remember what se- what series it was oh sorry hold on somebody's calling me um but i can't remember what series it was but it's just i remember it weighed like almost like six thousand pounds wow it was it was awesome you had to turn the wheel like seven times to turn a corner and just it would backfire all the time it was nuts we would we worked on that thing Excuse me, and we're we just you know changing uh engine swapping it, putting uh headers. I mean, can you know can for pistons everything we could change on that truck we changed. 
and that like I just remember, you know, being probably about eleven, ten or eleven years old, growing like just in the garage all the time with my dad and my brother working on, on these vehicles, and it just I I grew to thoroughly enjoy really you know tearing stuff down and seeing how yet you know just how all these you know vehicles and all these parts worked how they fit together how they you know how they moved and it just ever since then man it's you know been a an obsession and kind of a, i get a borderline addiction you could say man i have yeah owned to- i i I can, I can, I can attest that cars are an addiction for sure. Yes. I mean, especially me for, especially me as an example, since I recently lost my favorite vehicle I've ever owned, which was my 1998 Chevy S10. I called midnight. I remember you talking all the time at work about that S10, dude. Dude, I'm like itching to get a new one, man. I'm constantly scouring marketplace looking for the right deal on a black 90s uh single cab manual s10 but does it have to be a black one though well it doesn't have to be black however looking it up looking it up black was the most common color people got them in right so it's usually easier to find black white and red s10s yeah believe it or not actually now that you mention it man um s10s anytime i've ever seen one it's always either been in that really ugly like pea green or it's been black or it's been white i think god in like my whole 28 years of life man i've only seen like one red s10 and it Go just so happened to be a four-door. Just see a bunch. <laughs> I might have to, man. <laughs> but I'm I, not kidding. That, that's like all I found recently is red S10s. I, that's it's like, it's like I can do that. I can paint over it, but it would just make it easier on you, right? I don't want to paint it. I just want to, you know, run a buffer over it. Hopefully. Yeah. No, that sounds like a bunch of pain in the ass stuff. I don't want to deal with. I found I found one that I could just run a buffer over. But I need a uh, driver's side interior door panel because it's broke. Dude, go to go to pick and pull or something. I guarantee right? you find something there. I bet you I could. But it's thirty five hundred dollars in Springfield, and we're in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, dude, Springfield's like a three and a half hour drive from here. And yeah. I I only know that dude because literally like a month ago we took a trip down to Spring, like a day trip down to Springfield. Just to go to the aquarium, dude. It was like three and a half hours there, and like to go to the four... aquarium. Yeah, worth it, man. Definitely worth it. I've been, I've been to the Branson Aquarium, and I've been to the aquarium, and not the aquarium. I've been to the Bass Pro in uh, Springfield, but I mainly stopped. To, I mainly stopped in Springfield to say what's up to my guys at Detail Garage Springfield. If y'all live in Spring, if y'all live in the Springfield area and you're listening to this podcast, go check them out. They will hook you up with everything you need to make sure your car stays shiny going down the road. I, I actually need to make a pit stop by a detail garage here soon, man. Uh, Valley my, Park, Missouri, brother. I might have to, man, because uh, God love her. My wife uh, spilt coffee on my Jeep interior, and I don't know if you've seen my Jeep. Um, but it's not like a black or gray interior. It's literally like a, 
like a nice like light tan cream color. Oh man! It it thankfully it didn't stain too bad. You can't really notice it unless you actually sit there and focus on it. But every time I get in that car, I look over in the passenger seat, and I'm just like, my heart breaks. I'm like, hmm. I used to work for him. What you need is uh, some fabric clean. Dilute that about 15 to 1. Spray it on there. Agitate with a drill brush. Suck it out with a vacuum. Spray it with some water. Suck that out with a vacuum. Yeah, no, dude. That's probably what I'm going to do. I I don't want to take it to get professionally detailed because for what I could do for about $30, $40, they're going to charge me a hell of a lot more. Well, yeah. Just to get a spot. I mean, I mean, being a master detailer myself, I have these certificates maybe i'll just pay you to do it uh i charge a fair amount for doing anything mainly because i know how to get that really nasty to you looking stain out in about 15 minutes nice so Man. it what you're not exactly paying me for like my time and material you're paying me for my material and experience oh yeah no dude it's definitely it's not you're pay i'm paying you not for like you said uh not for the time but the experience and the amount of time you spent learning how to right. do that job because, in such a short time because most detail work is flat rate it's this is how much it costs to do this no matter how long it takes me if it takes oh, yeah. me an excessive amount of time, there's going to be a surcharge because I have to use more uh, chemical than I thought I was going to have to, which costs me more money. So I need to make that back. Yeah, I definitely agree. Don't want to stray too far off topic. What's the favorite? What's your favorite car you've ever owned? Oh, gosh, my favorite car. That's a tough one, dude. Uh, my God. Had a 90. And I don't think I've ever actually told you about this car, dude. It was one of my favorites. It was a, it was um, actually two of them. Scratch that out to give you a couple of different answers here. Currently, it's my Jeep, hands down, dude. Definitely the nicest car I've ever owned. It better be for seven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, it better be seven hundred dollars a month. Thirty right. about thirty five case. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. But as far as my absolute favorite goes. It would have had to have easily been my 95 Grand Prix, which, dude, I think you would have loved it. It was, uh, it was. Grand Prix's are fun. It was a, yeah, 95 Grand Prix, man. Straight. I had a uh, Daytona 500 edition come into my shop the other day. Nice, man. Uh, this, this Grand Prix was dope, man. It was, um, it was literally, I kid you not, it sat probably two or three inches off the ground. So it was. It was it was slammed on its balls, dude. Uh, everything. Every time, the first time I go to Ash, I knock the cherry out. Yeah, I hate that too. <laughs> uh, but no, definitely hands down. Uh, the '95 Grand Prix was fun, dude. It was slammed. Um, it was. I actually got it. I didn't. That's the only one of the only cars I didn't do any work to. Sure, scratch it. Yeah, definitely one of the only cars I, I didn't do any work to. Uh, it was slammed. It was because uh, the guy I got it from. It was uh, slammed. It was straight piped. Um, well, heck, you didn't have to do any work. <laughs> yeah, no, it was slammed. Straight piped. Had uh, ju- he had just, I mean, put brand new headers, cam, everything <laughs> in there. Um, it was definitely, like I said, one of my favorites. As far as speed goes, it it actually, believe it or not, was not that fast. But uh, 
dude, this thing. Not this fast, thing, just loud. <laughs> oh, it was very loud. Like uh, we took it down to Hall Street one time. And, Hall Street uh, was Hall Street was fun. It was then, but it got got a little too dangerous. It, it got it got too bad. Yeah, for you, for y'all who don't know, especially who don't live in St. Louis, got way too dangerous, man. Hall Street uh, was like the local street racing yeah. road. Yeah, no, dude, it, it was it was super fun. Like I said, uh, we took it down there. It was me and my brother, his fiance, and uh, my and our cousin. And um, I remember we were just driving down the street, and we threw it in neutral for a second. So I just floored the gas, dude, and it like just. You could hear the engine scream, and next thing you know, you hear about like three or four car alarms going off. This thing was loud, dude. It sounded for a ninety-five Grand Prix. It sounded like mean, dude. It was nice. I mean, hell, uh, my 4.8 sounds pretty good. I just have a uh, Flowmaster Super Ten. I lopped the muffler off and welded the Super Ten right to where the muffler is, and it's a dual exit. So I just put nice. two downpipes. And uh, and now, as far as my other favorite car, dude, I had I think I've actually mentioned this one to you, man. Uh, it was my two thousand eight Saturn Astra. You XR. have told me about this one. That was a fun, even though it was a front wheel drive car. This car was a sleeper, man. Uh definitely. I mean, like I said, it it was a for sure a love hate thing. Um, <laughs> Saturn, dude, shitty car brand. No wonder they don't, they're not in production anymore. You, well, here in the states, I don't think they are. I know in other countries they are still produced under a different name. Can't remember what name it is. It. I don't think there is. Yeah, dude, but uh, that uh, that car was fun. A lot of the time, it was definitely a sleeper. It looked like shit, but it was it was fast. It was really fast. Um, but the only the only thing, or sorry, one of the only th- one of the few things I hated about the car is anytime I would get on a highway and I would floor it, and I would get up to right about like one. Like a hundred, a hundred and five, and the car would shake violently. Oh dang! If that yeah, that was scary. It was essentially like a like a rolling death trap, man. So um, when that happens, is when you need to tighten up the suspension. Like, really look into your suspension and see what does it need. Why is it doing this? Yeah, because the ride was pretty rough. Like I said I loved it. Um, I didn't really fit too well. Cause that's a that's a small car, dude, and it had a it had bucket I mean, seats hey, in it. I mean, hey, I know a guy that's bigger than like bigger than you, and he fits in a Mini Cooper comfortably. That is that is nuts, dude. It's like I hear they're very spacious on the inside. Yeah, for a small car, it's a, it's a pretty spacious car for a small one. They said the Astra, it just I'm not gonna lie, man, I miss it. Um, I had neon inside the car. Um, the exhaust. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, just I had. I remember I had uh, like cobalt, like a really nice, pretty, like world blue neon inside the car. That was awesome, man. Installed it myself. Um, and we, uh, you know, we we bought the we bought our Hyundai Sonata, which that's another story for another time. That was the probably the worst car I've ever owned. The Hyundai uh, Sonata. It was yeah, dude. No, it it was. It was horrible, but that's like I said. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Um, but definitely, the Saturn was fun, man. Uh, but we we parted ways with it. We gave it to her mom and dad, 
And actually, I think uh, last year or the year before, it was unfortunately totaled. Yeah. And it was honestly, it, it like I said, man, love, hate thing. That was, it was rough, dude. It was a terrible car, but I loved it. But uh, as far as, like I said, the best car I've ever personally owned, like I said, my Jeep, my Grand, my Jeep Grand Cherokee, 100%, the best car I've ever owned. Excuse me. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen it. It looks, it looks great. Your Jeep looks great. I I take care of it, man. I I try to. Uh, but um, now technically the best car I've ever owned, or not ever owned, but ever. If you want to talk about driving, hands down the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, dude. The Trackhawk. A Trackhawk was. I've never bonkers. driven this. I've I haven't driven a Trackhawk. I've driven some pretty wild rides, but I haven't driven a track hog. Oh, dude, I promise you this uh this track hog would shit on anything you've ever driven, dude. I doubt uh, that. I'm sorry, but I highly doubt that. I I don't know, dude. This this thing was was nasty, man. It was crazy. Twenty twenty one Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. Well that we're not talking about Lamborghinis, we're talking about a track hog, dude. <laughs> I thought we were talking about cars we driven. <laughs> Dude, uh, but no, as far as like <laughs> the uh, the Trackhawk was definitely uh, was definitely like I said the best car I've ever personally driven. Um, I remember it actually the only reason I ever actually got to drive it was I was working for the place I currently work for, and we had a um, a, a contract with the Mizzou campus in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, that's and cool. It was about like a two and a half hour drive, and this was our last one for the year, and uh, it's like the like I said, very last one, end of our contract. And uh, we went. I went up to the Hertz uh, dealership, or not dealership, but the uh, Hertz place, and was just looking around, just you know, something comfortable. He's like, whichever one you want to rent. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see a white SUV sitting in the corner. And I'm like, oh, that's probably a Durango RT or something. I cool. I mean, but I mean, not something I really want to drive right, right now. And I looked up and I saw it was a Trackhawk. And I'm sitting there just like I did not break eye contact with this car. I'm staring at it so hard. And like, mm. like I would, I would. Do... It, it's that look. It's that look that every car guy has when you're like. <sighs> I'm driving that bitch. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Forget what what would I do for a Klond- <laughs> yeah, dude. Forget what I would do for a Klondike bar. What would I do to drive that track off, man? Right. And uh, the guy, the guy noticed. I was looking at it, and um, he actually his friend was friends with my GM at the time, and he's like, "You know, what? I'll cut you a deal." He's like, "Here's the keys. You can take it." But he's like, "I really need you to do me a favor. Do not speed. Do not do anything stupid in this car." I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Nah, dude. As soon as uh, we got on the highway, no, I'm drifting. No, nah, I'm not drifting, dude. Because uh, uh, I, I got on the highway, and it was it was me and a coworker of mine. I actually scared him pretty bad. Um, we got on the highway, and I literally I looked around. I looked in my rearview mirror and uh, the side mirrors. And I looked at him. He's like, "Don't do it, dude." I'm like, "I'm gonna do it." And oh, I'm um, totally doing it. I was like, I got it. I got to. And I remember like I held, everything in my body is telling me stomp that fucking throttle. Oh, I didn't stomp it because obviously I don't want to like spin out and crash you, but I definitely <laughs> like gradually like applied more and more 
uh, force on the gas pedal and just I I just remember going from about like six like 65 70 miles per hour and then what not even what seemed like not a blink of an eye I'm already at almost like 109 wow the, the acceleration is nuts the suit the scream of the supercharger is you know nuts. that's what that I really I really wonder why car companies allow like kids to purchase like 16 year old kids as their first car to purchase a supercharged beast yeah (laughs) supercharger power is automatic there's no lag like with a turbo a turbo has to spool a supercharger is right to your crank right the turbo it's immediate the turbo has to build boost it'll lag for a second then once that boost hits boom you're gone but yeah once that boost hits, you're fucked this just just went dude and it was definitely like i said it was definitely fun man it was it didn't even feel like you were going that fast honestly if like maybe i was like okay i'm probably doing like seven like 80 maybe like 85 no dude i was doing like almost like 110 miles per hour and it's just i, I gotta i gotta slow down man because uh like i'm in columbia dude i'm gonna get I was like, they they do not mess around out here, man. I definitely do not want to be pulled over in a car that's not even mine and on company time. Exactly. That that would be horrible. That was your mic, probably. Yeah, no, dude, that was somebody falling upstairs. I don't know who it was. Oh. They're fine. They'll be all right. Uh, Yeah, dude, definitely. That was the, the best car I've ever driven, hands down. The only car that I think would ever... And I mean, ever top of that, man, is I would have to, I would, ha- I would, I would have to get my hands on, and this is just me, but one of my, I think the, one of the best looking, like the sexiest cars ever made is the, oh man, the, the Kundash. I would love to get my hands on a Kundash. I heard they're slow. That's not why I want to drive one, dude. I don't care if it's slow. <laughs> I just, I just want to. I drive just want to drive it. I want to drive one too. That's one I haven't driven. That or the uh, Deval sixteen, or the uh, and a lot of people. I might get you a lot of hate for this because a lot of people are like, oh, oh, they're ugly cars. The uh, Koenigsegg Jesko. Oh, I have love to be. It. I love the look of that. One of the fastest street production cars that can be driven on the road, man. Honestly, if I had the funding and the chance. <laughs> To purchase a Koenigsegg Regera, I would because I really, really want to feel what that uh, solid axle to motor feels like. Yeah, the, the Regera, the, the Regera would be awesome. I think it, uh, it has it. I it doesn't have a transmission. What? I'm not kidding. It doesn't have a transmission. It oh, has yeah. some fancy. It does have some fancy thing to like put it in forward, neutral, and reverse. But it's also capable of two hundred miles an hour. I gotta Google this. Hold on. The Koenigsegg Regera. Does the Koenigsegg Regera have a transmission? According to Road and Track. Koenigsegg's Regera hypercar is special in a lot of ways. Perhaps the most interesting part of the car is the fact. Well, I, I'm not going to lie, dude. I did not know that was even possible. 
So Koning Sigurigir is a limited production. Oh yeah, very hybrid. limited. It's a it's a sports car, but it was like made for touring, and it legitimately does not have a transmission. A turbo V8 since powered to three electric motors. One mounted on the front, the crankshaft to power the batteries, and one for each rear wheel. That's nuts. Like that that's absolutely nuts. Okay, but I, I mean the Regera okay, you're talking about the Regera. Are we talking about like the older one or are we talking about the newer ones? The newer ones. Uh, yeah, no, dude. I would I don't have a problem with the newer ones. I just I like the the older they're, Regeras. They're about they're about two million dollars. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, because we all just have that kind of money laying around to spend that kind of money. And the up car. and the upkeep on it, it's like it's like half a million a year on the upkeep. Yeah, no thanks. I'll just stick to my Jeep Grand Cherokee, man. For what, <laughs> for, uh, what for what that car costs, man, I could do so much. I'm gonna be a hundred percent. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. A race car with more horsepower that can go faster is cheaper to maintain. Oh yeah, dude! Like literally, for what that car cost, or even a fraction of what that car cost, I, I can make something ten times faster. I I don't. Mm, yeah, you definitely could, dude. I could, I could easily build an engine or just like a car, like just from the ground up. And by and by faster, I don't mean like top speed. I mean in a quarter mile drag race. Yeah, that actually makes me wonder, dude. What would the Regera do in a quarter mile? Because it's definitely not a drag car. I would say it's it's more of a a, a track car, hands down. But oh, it's yeah, for sure. a lot of these track cars, man, that they like fan I have incredible track times, man. I I wonder what they would do on just like a straight path. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna try to Google Google that here. That actually it reminds me of a video I saw, dude. Um an unlikely car that I you I don't I never thought I'd ever see on a drag strip was a uh was the Bugatti Veyron Supersport. Oh, dude. There's been a Veyron at Gateway. And, uh, not it, 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 I never expected to see this car on a track, on a strip before, but it wasn't that car itself that surprised me. It was the one that it was, it was racing. No, that's the one to one. Guy had a clapped out, and just gonna surprise you, a clapped out Nissan Juke. Wow. Dude, and when I say this Nissan, I mean before the before the Veyron even left the the starting line, dude, it that, that juke was already almost gone. That's crazy. Hold on. I mean, it's it's crazy. This thing so I'm pulling up some more information about the Regera. This right. thing is, this thing's nuts. Oh my gosh, man! I got a letter of specs like it's torque and it's horsepower. Like, oh my god! I I can't find a quarter mile time on it, so it's probably it's probably never done a drag strip 
quarter. No one's probably done one in a drag strip. I mean, res- respectfully, man, for so something like that, a, like a regera and the how exclusive it is, and the you know how limited production is, and the people who can actually afford to have them. I don't think would ever actually be like, I'm gonna spend almost four million dollars on a hyper car, and I'm taking it straight to the drag strip. Yeah, they're probably not, dude. There, I mean, there are some crazy people out here out there who do that, <clears throat> like you know, like Aventadors. Um, I mean, a whole like slew of other cars, like Lamborghinis and. Well, like, Lamborghinis are also only a few hundred thousand, only a, like a couple to a few hundred thousand dollars. True, but it also depends on which Lamborghini you're looking for and how limited the run is, like. You have like Very the Lamborghini Sian, uh, or however you pronounce it. You have the uh, what is it? I know it's uh not not it's not the SVJ. No, the SVJ is a pretty open model. It it, it kind of reminds you of the Sian, but it's not. It's like the Centenario or whatever. Now that production is uh, not the production. That pronunciation is probably butchered to hell. So oh, shoot me over it. Um, oh we're not God. fluent in Lamborghini, okay? Yeah, it's we don't not, speak it's not Lamborghini car, here. It's not cars that we're like debating on buying every day. We we come across one on occasion on marketplace and go, oh, that'd be really cool. <sighs> I can't afford that. Oh, I yeah, see. Dude. I see six numbers. I'm like. Ooh. I the wrong Dude, anytime I see anything past thirty thousand dollars, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen, right? But uh, definitely, do. All right, what other topics I, we got? Sorry, I, uh, didn't. I want to. I want to touch back on the kids buying supercharged beasts as first cars. You told me a story about when you were buying your Jeep, right? Mm-hmm. You're right, yeah. And a kid and his parents came in and bought what you believe is was his first car. I I'm pretty excited that he could have been like 17 or 18, and I this was his first car, dude. Because I remember sitting at the table when they came in, waiting for the uh, the guy who was going to sell us the Jeep to come back with us for like the official like numbers and everything. Because we told him like, okay, so like what's this gonna cost? He's like, mm, like thirty six. I'm like, we're not paying thirty six. We'll pay like thirty four. We didn't. Ideally, I was like, I don't want to go over twenty seven thousand. That is max cap for me. Right. Uh, but we ended up jumping up to, th- I mean, thirty four. Because I mean, dude, thirty four thousand dollars is literally probably the new like twenty five k. And especially for a Jeep, since they hold their value so, so notoriously well. Um, they they really do. Yeah, but dude, I don't I, like, know why. Eh, Neither do I, dude. But um, they really do hold their value. And uh, like I said, yeah, the uh, he was buying a Mustang. He, he bought the GT five hundred, man, and that GT500. was GT five hundred. It was on a used car lot. I mean, it definitely. I mean, wasn't. I would. It definitely wasn't. I wouldn't say insanely high miles because it's actually one of the cars that I was looking at, and I wasn't really gonna buy it. I'm just like, I got to see this thing up close. I've never actually been more than you know five feet you know up like from a car like this so i was like you know this is my chance to get up close and i'm gonna look at it and i'm gonna pop the hood look at everything just you know sitting in and see what it's just like look it over 
Yeah, dude, nah, this was like a week or two before we officially decided to buy a car, and I was just getting really like ideas for window shopping. Yeah. But the guy ended up, uh, the kid ended up, him and his mom, his dad, uh, co-signed for him, and he ended up buying this car. They bought it for him, and like I said, not even about like 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes later, we left, and we saw him sitting on the side of the road with his wheel just like completely like destroyed because he couldn't handle it, man. Like I said, you're talking about a car that easily, like I said, from, straight from the factory is supercharged and it's probably working with, I mean, probably high six, maybe low seven hundred horsepower. And I mean, combined with, like I said, you know, rear wheel drive, 760 horsepower V8. Yeah, dude, it's 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 stupid. So I was I was definitely a little off. No, he I was just like I said in my head, dude, sitting there thinking like, ah, man, he he literally that is almost a hundred thousand dollar muscle car, dude, for a car that has less than thirty thousand miles supercharged, and has only been like this model has only been out for like maybe two or three years at that point. Because like a, I was looking, I also saw a brand new one inside the showroom, and that one was almost like one hundred and forty six thousand. Oh man! But yeah, that one, uh, the one inside the showroom, dude, was even prettier. It was, uh, it was white. It had blue racing stripes, black wheels. The interior was, I think, black and white. Ooh. Gorgeous looking car, dude. But uh, anyway, back to the other guy. He, like I said, fifty minutes later, he was sitting on the side That's of the road with the wheel. Yeah, to- I, it was. So I guess in a way, technically, you could say drivable. But once I, 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 for me personally, I feel like your tire, once your tie rod is snapped, like, cause it was like, it was like folded in almost like, just like this, man. So I don't know how hard he hit that curb, but that, that Mustang was totaled. Hands, it was, wow. there was no saving that car. And imagine, I just felt bad for his mom and dad. And not only that, the insurance person, he had to call and be like, Hey, yeah. So I just totaled. <laughs> like, how, what? What can you guys do? And this, like, the insurance guy's he's like, he's getting dropped. What? <laughs> <laughs> you told what? Depending on how good his parents are with that insurance company, they're getting dropped. Oh, dude, hands down, I would just like I said, I don't believe my my, my insurance company would be like, you did what? No. We're done. Yeah, that, that, like, <laughs> listen, dude, like, is there something we can do? Because if I call my insurance company, they're going to break up with me. <laughs> oh, that's oh, man. But yeah, dude, definitely. Like I said, I, I definitely agree um, all around back to like the original point of this whole episode. Man, uh, I don't really think right off the gate you should unless you can prove. And I, there's definitely I feel positive ways to do this to uh, you shouldn't be allowed to buy a car with that much power right off the gate. I feel like, so look, I'm going to be real. So like you've, it's not your first car, but you're in like your twenties and you want to have a cool car, but you've been driving for a while. You're a car guy. You should be able to buy this because you know how to handle a car. Now, you're 16, you just got your license, you go to the dealership with mom and dad and you see that thing tucked away in the corner, use, 
and you're like, I want that, and your parents buy it for you, you're going to total it, and you're most likely going to hurt yourself. Yeah, no, dude, it was, uh, I, I felt like, I, I felt horrible for him and his parents. I'm like, dude, that sucks. He was like, that was, that had to have been his like, dream yeah, car, dude. Really but, uh, but then again, I'm like, that's kind of what you get, dude, for thinking, you know, you get behind the wheel of a what is essentially a street legal race car. And you're like, I'm, Oh, I'm going to do a burnout. Oh, I watched one or two like, uh, videos on YouTube. I used to watch, you know, like Cletus McFarlane and like whistling diesel. I know how to do this. No, dude, don't, you're not a professional. Don't be stupid in a car like that. Yeah. I mean, watching some of these guys on YouTube can help you get to the point you can handle it. They, they, if you really pay attention and you really want to learn, you can learn a lot from no. these guys. I, no, I, I watch them. I watch them. I, I, I'm trying to learn more. I'm I'm trying to find a roller so I can get working on a V8 S10. Dude, I've been watching... Now that we're talking about this, uh, I've been watching a lot, and I mean a lot, of uh, not Cletus, not Whistling Diesel, but uh, I think his name's like Western Champlain or whatever. Yes, dude, he did the uh, he the Cummins, Diesel swapped a Mustang. Yeah, a he Cummins pulled the five O. He pulled the five O out of a Mustang and dropped. Put a Cummins in it. Cummins in it. And but then he put that five zero in something crazy too, didn't he? I I think so, man. But I'm, I, I was too. He, I thought he saved it. I was too hyper focused on the fact I'm like this man had Come the balls a Mustang to take a five a five zero engine, which is already that's. I feel for me like that's a work of art. I'll definitely get into the Mustang uh, thing here in a little bit. Um, but I feel like the five the five value engine that's already an already an engine that is that creates for what it is a good amount of power out I mean, of a out of a, a five o coyote car. a five o coyote is a work of art. Yeah, dude, hands down. But uh, dude, have the balls. He's like, nah, a coyote's not gonna cut it. I'm gonna take this out and I'm gonna put a turbocharged Cummins. In this Mustang, and I'm just gonna make it the baddest burnout machine there there is, and that's and exactly he what he did. He but, did uh, it. He'll blow <clears throat> white and black smoke at the same time. Trying to think, call that a yin yang uh, burnout. Was it? I can't remember if it was him, dude. I think it was uh, or who it was, but they uh, they did something with like a charger or a cha- like an old charger or challenger. And just like he, he ended up blowing like two or three engines, I think, before finally getting it right, and the car would actually run properly. I don't know. I think it. Yeah, I think it was him actually. I think it was. But uh, I do the comments. It wasn't Mustang. donut. It wasn't donut. It wasn't throttle. It wasn't Chris Fix. It, it wasn't, wasn't daily driven exotics. It was definitely not. I feel like uh, Whistling Diesel would probably just be uh, stupid enough to do something like that. But I feel he mainly like he, might... he mainly deals in obviously what his name implies, you know. I mean, diesels. Yeah. 
Demolition Ranch is starting to build some pretty cool shit. Yes, a, a gun. You know, it's not like when the 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 guy who's like all about guns is like, you know what? I'm gonna start I'm gonna to bring in. Shit. I'm gonna bring <laughs> Cletus McFarlane. He's we're gonna shoot live nitrous tanks. Um, and then I'm also gonna bring Whistle and Diesel, two of the most like bonkers out of their mind car guys there is on the internet today. <laughs> And I was like, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what they do. I'm gonna build Oh gosh, what was He did the El Cromino. El Cromino, which that oh my don't even get me started on how cool that thing was. It was the ugliest thing ever for a while and he would just doesn't drive it he up. have doesn't he have a six by six now? Dude, he has a lot of stuff, honestly, man. He had he had the Raptor for the longest time, but he gave that to Diesel. He did? Um I'm pretty sure he did because he's like, oh, I lost a bet and I have to give my truck to Whistling Diesel. Now, I don't really know if that was just for like, you know, like a little publicity. But um, last I watched his video, he, he mentioned something like, oh, I have to give my truck to Whistling Diesel, but I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot through the bed with a 50 gal. Uh-huh. Um, oh, God, dude. The, like I said, the that Cummins Turbo Mustang, dude. I'm like, that is the, that is the level of crazy mechanic that I want to be. I want to take some, the most outrageous engine I can find, make it stu- I produce a stupid amount of power, then I want to smack it in my Jeep and just have fun, dude. I want to build a I want to build a 60LS and throw it in a 95 Chevy S10. 95 you and your S10s, dude. I want to th- I want to put a thousand horsepower into a street legal Chevy S10 that weighs next to nothing. God, dude, that'll be interesting to see if you know how you get that street legal. <laughs> what do you mean? We're talking about a street. You only legal. have to pa- you only have to pass a few things on your safety and emissions test. Yeah, no, that's the ninety five. It doesn't need emission. <sighs> yeah, no, that's true. I didn't really take that into consideration. But, uh, that's why that's why I want a ninety five, not a ninety, not a ninety eight. But I'm gonna take the front clip from a ninety eight and put it on the ninety five. But seriously, could you imagine, man, just the absurd amount of like looks you can get? Like, oh, you know, you see like an S ten rolling down the street. You're like, yeah, you know, that's a cool like mini truck there. If, if that's what you want to consider it. Um, In all reality, but, there's a turbocharged with nitrous six o under the hood. So is yeah, this spool, and right, and they're like, dude, that car, you know, that's actually one of the cleanest S10s I've ever seen, man. Can we take a look under the hood? You pop that, and like you said, it's turbocharged with nitrous, and there's a thousand horsepower sitting in that in that bay, man. And, oh my gosh, that's and ridiculous. It slammed and it slammed on an angle kit because I finally found someone who made an angle kit for an S10, so I can drift it. Oh my gosh, dude. It's perfect. It there's no weight in the rear end. So super smooth, super easy transfer. Right okay, but let, let me ask you this then. So you're talking about you want to build a thousand horsepower turbocharged nitrous uh S ten and with an angle getting drifting. Oh gosh, dude. I don't know, man. I feel like that's like for a drift car, that is a stupid amount of power, man. 
I no, feel like not some... really. Most of those guys are running twelve hundred. Really. In Formula Drift, most of them are twelve hundred horse. Yeah, man, Formula Drift. I mean, think so about nice. think about it though. Think about it though. You have to maintain a sliding burnout at about sixty miles an hour, so you still need enough traction to move you forward, as well as smoke the tires so they're loose when you want them loose and traction when you want traction. You yeah, need no, a no. lot of horsepower to manage that. And if you really want to manage that with a turbo V8, nitrous on the turbo inlet to help spool it is really nice. Like I'm going I want to put a uh it'll just it'll be a wet nitrous setup because if I'm putting jets on it, they're gonna be wet. And it'll just Sounds jet. about right. And it'll just jet. Actually, no, I should probably do that one dry and do the ones on the intake manifold wet. So that way I'm not using all the gas. But what you gotta do, man. But what it'll do is it'll shoot that jet of pressurized nitrous on the fin of the turbo and push it at a lower RPM so that way it spools up right when I want the power. So if I'm shifting, I have no lag, essentially. There's no boost. boost. It'll right. just be. Yeah, no, dude. Uh, gosh, man. I, that, <laughs> that that would definitely, like I said, now that the more you talk about it, man, that would definitely be, be something nuts. I'd pay to see. Like you go to like a you go to say like Midnight Madness, a Madness. You got a couple of Formula Drift guys just messing around. One of the lots, you typically see. And I show up. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like you see somebody in like a probably like a, a like Lexus like legal. LS. <laughs> right, you see somebody in like a Lexus like LS three hundred. You see somebody, of course, in the Skyline um, in like the three fifty three seventy Z. And all your like your basic, you know, like very like uh, common drift cars, Civics or whatever. And you're like, dude, that was. Dope, and then all of a sudden, here comes Jason, just like in his little mini truck, cruising, and it's like, lo and behold, like this thing is about to just True. shit on everything oh. you just saw. Pull up, get out, jack it up, swap the tires, go have fun. <laughs> It'll be nuts. Oh my gosh, that, that is the insane entire. It is the entire point of this S10 build. I want to go absolutely crazy and then i want to go to as many events in a year as i possibly can with it Dude. i as want to show it year. off I, when i'm done with it and it's ready to go i'm showing it off something like that dude i definitely yeah like i said that's i, I would i would definitely show it off because i mean especially as much time and money you're gonna put into it <clears throat> i would want people to see like I'm like, hey, this, I was like, I just literally, I thought about this crazy uh, ass idea. I made it happen. And now I want, you know, I know what it can do. I want you guys to see what it can do. Yeah. Now you're fucking shutting down fucking GTRs. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to literally pull a motor out of the junkyard, clean it up, get the, get it clean, get the heads, uh, decked, ported, get, uh, the cylinders bored over. Right, get that decked. 
that's everything a, cleaned up. That's and a, just send it back to me and I'll assemble it. That's another thing, man, that I feel uh, is something that people overlook. Now, while we're, you said uh, you're going to a junkyard, is I'll be, I'll, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I can understand it can be scarce, but it, they do they do have diamonds in the rough, man. Uh, like, I've seen videos of people finding, like, not only, like, superchargers in the junkyard, um, like, There's finding a, a pretty decent turbo kit. I've seen people find, like, a nice set of uh, bags to put in their car. Coil. There's a uh, there's a couple two JZs in the junkyard near my house. The nearest junkyard. Yeah. There's like three two Js. And yeah, and like I guess I was getting um, I was getting to that like and people the who want to buy like, oh, those Lexus, dude, Lexus. They came out with a lot of cars with the two J in it. The poor man's Supra. Yeah, they came out. Yeah. There was a lot of them with the two J. I was, I was just. Ooh, whoa! What what would you two J? Ooh, I could two J swap my nineteen fifty thirty one hundred. There's an idea. We could two J. No, nobody has ever done that. Ah, dude, no one has done it. That would void all my warranties. I can't do that. (laughs) It would void all your warranties. Oh yeah. I'm the one over here talking about putting V8s and stuff that shouldn't have V8s. Yeah, but, no, because... No, I'd probably... I would really, if I could get my hands on one, a Chevy 632. There's a, there's a good one. Cam it. Oh, man. Yeah, but like I said, realistically, if like, you're going to like... if like, What I was going to say, if uh, a lot of all, all these people are out there going online like to websites and buying like all these brand new almost uh you know and sometimes used ones through websites and everything which isn't a problem you can always find them I in a good deal somewhere but a lot of people don't really i feel i don't think they respect that horsepower number no it, it's not that uh that's not what I, that's not what i was gonna say uh i feel like a lot of people don't really think about like hey you know i'm spending all this money you know on not only the engine itself you're going to be paying like shipping and handling and everything else to get that sent to you if it's out of state or wherever it's from yeah and then like i said uh well a lot of people overlook like back to the junkyard thing like you said there's two at least like two or three uh two jz uh motors sitting in the junkyard and they overlook it man and a lot of places do They're closing like, down because of it a lot of junkyards are actually closing they're not making money i don't understand how people don't really go for that man because yeah i mean sure it's a, it's a junkyard there's a lot of junk there man but that that's the i feel like a beauty of a junkyard you never really know what you're gonna f- actually find in these like dude the grill on my uh 2004 silverado Yes, it looks like it's a newer model. I promise you it's an 04. But yeah, no, definitely. I, I found that grill. It's on the it's all over the uh, Sparkplug TV Instagram. And I did a video on the doing the headlights on it. Like I got that front grill in a junkyard for 20 bucks. Yeah, in a lot of places like oh if uh, you can carry it, you can have it for $20. 
like whoever their set amount is. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't even there to buy anything for me. I was meeting a friend of mine there to help him pull some parts off a car. Uh, We were pulling parts off a Dodge Stealth because they're really hard to find parts for. Yeah, no, Dodge Stealth. I, I, I saw it sitting. I pull in. I just see it right in front of me. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I get out. I grab it. I put it next to my truck, and I go, oh, I'm buying this. I walk right. I marched right into the office. I go, how much? And she goes. Where'd you get it? Right out there. She goes, 20 bucks. I go, sold. Yeah, no, dude, like I was saying, I feel like a lot of people don't really appreciate junkyards for what, and what you can find there. Because like I said, I've seen videos of people finding, like said, bags, coils, turbos, superchargers, everything. You just got to take the time to go. I mean, obviously, you may not find something your first go. What's that? Do. What's that really good Mitsubishi motor? Oh, my gosh. Um... I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a thousand percent sure what it is, but I'll have to get Jonathan back on the podcast because he's actually the one that found it in my near my local junkyard. Like he found this really awesome motor that he was going to swap into his Eclipse, and they ended up selling the Eclipse and getting a Camaro that he five three swapped out of a junkyard and ended up just having it built. Like, this motor is built. I mean, there's a couple of different engines, man. Are you talking, like, about the like the uh, the Sirius, the 4B1, the 4G9? Or... A... I'm not a thousand percent sure. I know it was... I know it was in an Eclipse, and it was the OEM motor. OEM. But... I'm not sure. I, I'll have to find that out for you guys. Damn, now you gotta... <laughs> I gotta find this now. I'm curious. <laughs> Man, I got Austin on a hunt. Like, I I can't remember what... I don't even remember what year Eclipse had the... Uh, I yeah, see here. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm not. I, I don't know, man. I don't know the name of that. I was looking. I saw. I, I saw like the Sirius, uh, the four B one, the four G nine. Ah, I don't know, man. I'm not very. I'm not very good with Mitsubishi. I've never you know 4g63 that's what it was it was a 4g63 okay so it wasn't the 4g9 it was close enough no i found i found it 4g63 you said he swapped that in what he was going to swap it into his uh 01 mitsubishi eclipse gt oh that's uh that's not a bad car i'm not a fan of the eclipses um oh dude his was bad his was mean. You can buy it if you want. It's just got a lot of problems. Yeah, no, dude, I, I I'm not in the market to buy a car. I know. It's on. It's in mar. It's on marketplace for twenty eight hundred bucks. Nah, I'm good, dude. I'm broke. If not, if I'm spending twenty, <laughs> if if I'm going for anything car related and spending twenty eight hundred dollars, I'm buying a supercharger. 
yeah. or at least a really nice turbo kit because then I could act, I mean for what I mean the supercharger is going to cost I could buy like one like one or two turbos and make just about the same or if not a little more horsepower right but do you want the horsepower on demand or do you want the lag I mean I'm not going to lie the uh the flutter of the turbo is pretty satisfying dude but the scream of a supercharger Yes, I do. I do love a good supercharger wine. Supercharger wine sounds great. Oh my lie. gosh! They sound oh man, just oh the dot. My gosh, dude, the Dodge Demon. I was actually fun. Sorry, I was uh, driving past. Um, it's an auto body shop right off Lee May Ferry up by South County Mall. Can't remember the name of it. But um, I, I was up that way very often. I was right across the street at Checkered Flag, actually picking up my SCX twenty four, um, and I just remember being inside, and the guy, and this guy came in, and he was like, "Dude," and I was, he was, he knew the guy who was who owned the shop, and he was like, "Yeah, I just came across, I came from across the street. They have a Dodge Demon sitting in the parking lot." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, there's a Dodge Demon over there." I was like. I'll be right I'm back. I'm going over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going over there. I'll be right back. You, hold, I was like, hold my, hold my two RCs. I'll be right. I'll, I'll be right across the street. And um, <laughs> as uh, by the time I got out of the parking lot, was getting ready to leave, and I leave to go across the street. The dude was pulling out of the parking lot and leaving. And obviously, he's one of those. I mean, you could just tell when he was one of those guys who wanted to show off. And like, so he, he, he's gonna floor it. <laughs> he didn't he didn't say he didn't floor it floor it but he definitely but he's gonna show it he, he was gonna he showed off a little bit because i remember he pulled out and like i'm literally about to pull across the street and he just he took off dude and it's just like i said hearing that whine oh my gosh it's bone chilling dude almost like god i can't remember how much the demon is like 807 horsepower Ah, time to Google it. Yep. Dodge Demon horsepower. Eight hundred forty horsepower, according to Dodge Garage. Eight hundred forty. Yep. Still, not, I'm not gonna lie. Love the Demon D, but still not nothing compared to the uh, the ZL1 Camaro with the Hennessy swap. Yeah, the extra yeah. fist. I think the Hennessy Camaro. I wouldn't. Oh. I don't, Yanko still makes them. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind getting my hands on a Yanko. Hennessy Camaro. According to Hot Cars. I don't care. Sc- I don't care what Hot Cars has to say. <laughs> Dude, but yeah, you're sitting there talking about, it's like Dodge was like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, they're sitting there railing lines of cocaine and like, we're, we're gonna put a, take the Hellcat engine, make it better, give it about a hundred and something more horsepower. We're going to call it the Demon, and it's going to be the only street-legal production car that can stand up on its back wheels. And then uh, Chevy was like, mm, yeah, nah, dude, hold our beer. We're going we're, uh, we're gonna to hit up our buddies over at Hennessy. We're going to hit engine swap, a ZL1 Camaro, call it the Extra Assist, and it's going to have roughly about 1,000 to a, almost like 1,040 horsepower. And it's going to shit on the demon hard. But now that now they've made the elephant, which 
is... Are you talking about the damn supercharged minivan? No. Are you talking about something else? Because uh, I remember uh, Dodge announced they were it's, doing that. It's a, it's a 1,000 horsepower engine. Is that with or without supercharger? Four, 426 supercharged. It's a 426 with a fucking supercharger on it. It makes 1,000 horsepower. Out of the box. Ready to go. But you know what's funny? And then Chevy goes, uh, hold my beer, bud. Carbureted 632, 1,015 horsepower out of the box. Naturally aspirated. Oh my gosh, dude. Naturally aspirated. That is ridiculous. Imagine imagine putting a two liter Whipple on top of that and two Edelbrock four barrels on top of that. Dude, it just... Oh my gosh, dude. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not an insane huge, like, insanely big fan of Dodge. But one of the most, like, off-the-wall things I've ever seen. They're like, okay, what can we do to really show off and just be that company that just said, you know, fuck you guys, we are going to... The SRT-10 pickup. (laughs) No, not that. Not that. Dude, they took a Chrysler Pacifica, put... (laughs) The the uh, Hellcat engine in it, dude. They straight up, they supercharged a, a soccer mom van, and it's it is called the Chrysler uh Chrysler Pacifica SRT. Dude, that's like when your son has wrestling at eight and your daughter has soccer at eight fifteen on the other side of town. <laughs> When you really right, when you really, really <laughs> gotta get across town in like five minutes. Oh my! That would be that would be nuts. Now, just like everything I've seen, has been just like pictures and like digital renderings and like I that could be possibly just rumors thrown around. We don't like, have a we don't have a solid build yet. I. I believe there is one, but they're very, very limited. Okay. Uh, six point. Uh, oh my gosh! A, a supercharged right here says a six point two liter supercharged Hellcat Hemi V eight. Oh my god! It's front wheel drive too. It's fr- oh my god! So it's not pushing. Can you, you imagine the pulling. steering wheel? Can you imagine the steering torque it has to compensate for? Uh, I'm sure Dodge took tape. <laughs> that is bonkers. I gotta find out the horsepower in this thing. Hold on. That that's absurd. That is absolutely absurd. Why Dodge? Why must you do crazy things? Yeah, no, I agree, dude. So this is what this thing is supposed Dodge, to look like. Dodge, you need to calm down. So I don't. I'm gonna show this to the camera. This is roughly what it's supposed to look like. That looks like a damn soccer mom van. It looks like a badass soccer mom van. Like, that thing is gonna... Like, you see that trying to pass you going on the highway, and you're in your, like, 600 horse, clapped out, uh, junkyard build, and you're like, oh, hell no. Wop, wop. And she just goes, ha, 
gone. Oh my gosh, dude. 6.72 liter Hemi V8 that produces an astounding 807 horsepower at 707 foot-pounds of torque. That's all going to the front wheels that's on steering knuckles. How does it compensate for the torque? Like, is that a wild ride or is it smooth? I'm going to do a whole lot of study. Dude, I got to find one of these things. I have to drive one. Yeah, dude, we got to drive one. I have to drive one. Like, we have to find out. We we absolutely have to find out. What does Uh, driving that feel like? Like, does it jerk the steering wheel? Or is the steering wheel buttery smooth? And if it is buttery smooth, how the hell did they do it? That is absurdly stupid, dude. I fucking love it. I, 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 let, I, I do, too. Do, dude, I would commit crimes for this van. But I'm going to be real with you. A soccer mom does not need this van. No. Dude, this isn't for, like, a soccer mom. I feel like this is for, like, the dad who had this to is compensate. Like- this is, this for is the, the dad who had to compensate. Had who had to uh, not compensate but compromise. The wife's like, we're getting oh, the yeah, mini van. That's like, no, my bad. We're getting a Hellcat, and they finally this they compromised. And like, okay, we're just gonna get a Hellcat minivan. I guess. Day. I guess Dodge saw it too much at the dealership, and they called up corporate. Was like, yo, we got too many fighting over Hellcat or minivan. We just gotta combine them. We just- <laughs> <laughs> It's like, now hear me out. I got a crazy ass idea. We're going to do the Hellcat. We're going <laughs> to supercharge him in V8. In a minivan. Uh, we're going to put it in something. And they're like, oh, dude, sweet. What are we going to put in? Are we going to put in like a Chrysler 300? Are we going to do like a, obviously like the Ram TRX? And it's like, no. They I, they have this like a line of Coke sitting on the table. They're just railing their <laughs> A fucking Chrysler Pacifica. And it is going to be the baddest movie <laughs> on the market. And I, I got to see. Like, I wonder. I, I need to find out if there's video of this thing on a tri- on a strip somewhere. Because I got to find out the times. Now, that- ladies, ladies, when, you're, when your man looks at you after you say, we're buying a minivan and that's final. He goes, okay, just know you're about to spend about $100,000 on that minivan. Oh no! I gotta. No, that's another thing I gotta Google. Uh, how how much does that cost? What is it? The Pacifica RT. It is the uh, the Chrysler Pacifica SRT. SRT. That's videos, but I'm that's not gonna help you, dude. It's sixty thousand dollars. Sixty it's, grand. It's cheaper than a Hellcat, dude. You have got to be kidding me. Jason, you wanna okay, this might drain us financially for quite <laughs> a few lifetimes, but I believe we've worked really hard and probably sell ourselves we could we could do it. We, we we could make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> My god, dude. Uh, see we we're talking about like we shouldn't like people shouldn't be allowed to have cars with that much power. And like right out the gate, and they were just like, you know what? Hey, I can handle it though. I can handle it. Gosh, dude, that oh fuck, that is I, just I, insane. 
I know how to drive. I'm, I'm just worried about other people that don't know how to drive. Oh my gosh, dude. That People who don't know how to drive, that... It's scary. Yeah, no, dude. That actually, something like... And this, we're probably everybody getting off topic here again. We're just bantering. Oh, and... that, that, that is the entire point of this podcast, sir. We start on a kind of baseline and we stray wherever we go. Yeah, dude, just for fun. <laughs> uh... But that I have actually a few hey man, like stories about that. I'm here that. to have fun. Uh, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Let's exactly. But uh, that reminds like the other day, dude. I was actually driving. I was off work, and I had a doctor's appointment. I had to be there like nine thirty, and I'm getting off at the. Uh, I think it's like I think it's two seventy. I was getting off the Tesson exit to go uh, to my doctor's. Yeah. And there's this uh this silver Jeep uh, Patriot like seven eight maybe ten car lengths behind me, and but there was a uh, a truck in front of me, yeah. So I couldn't merge over just yet, and he slowly he sped up, and eventually I was like, you know, what? he's I, I'm not gonna be able to get past him. It's like he's gone, man. So I had to turn. I had to not turn, but slow down just a little bit so I could have a, in just enough room to get over. I was still going to be probably like a good like six, seven feet away from his bumper, which I realize is kind of dangerous, but I wasn't staying in that lane. I was getting over in the next one. Yeah. As I'm getting ready to get over. Uh, and I have my window down, dude. So this like by this time I'm getting ready to go where this dude's maybe like three or four car lengths behind me. Decides to floor it. And get up next to me. He wouldn't let me over. He speed like literally. I tried to slow down a little more. He slowed down too. Looked over at me, and just it tried to run me into a guardrail, dude. And I just about hit it and went off, flew off into a ditch, dude. But uh, you know, quick thinking, dude. I slammed the brakes and uh, I went into like uh the shoulder of the road a little bit, and um, like I said, almost hit the guardrail, dude. I was ter- like I in my head. I was like, my car's totaled. I'm done. I just have, and I haven't even had this car a year. It's like, it's, it's over. Done. But the, uh, like I say, quick thinking, dude, thankfully, like after my adrenaline stopped, like, uh, pound, like going so hard, I was like, that was, that was scary. That's probably one of the scariest incidents I've ever had. Cause when I said that's no understatement, dude, he almost, he tried running me into the rail because he didn't want to be in front of me. He didn't want to be behind me. He wanted to be exactly where I was. And I just, like I said, my adrenaline was pumping, dude. I was, I was terrified. And in the back of like, and I was, I was scared. I was, I'm not going to lie, dude. I might, might, people might call me a bitch for this, but um, I was almost in tears, dude. Like I was so like terrified, dude. And dude, I was, well, I was bawling at, in my accident. My, my favorite truck ever. Just got smashed with me in it. I was bawling. Dude, uh, I didn't even realize I was. I hadn't even realized I was hurt yet. I was bawling because my truck was broke beyond repair. Yeah, nah, dude. I was in in my head. I'm like, I'm. I just. I, how am I going to explain this? But like, once I like I said, I calmed down. My adrenaline stopped going. I pump uh, pumping so hard. I. Uh, in my head, I'm just like, that, you know, I'm okay. Thank God for this. You know, I was just, I had somebody looking out for me, man. And I was like, I'm fine. My car was, is perfect. It's fine. Um, 
then I started to get a little petty. I was yeah. like, okay. I was like, and he, he sped off and like in front of me and he ran a red light to turn and everything, dude, because he had already like in his mind, he had just caused an accident. He's gone. He didn't stick around. So like I said, I started to get a little petty after I calmed down. I was like, you know, I hope this fucker is going to where I need to be. And sure enough, Jason, I pulled into that fucking doctor's parking no. lot. He was, his, his car was sitting there and I only knew it was his car because I saw the license plate. No. And so I snapped a picture of his, his license plate. And I, by the time I got there, I had like, like probably 15, 20 minutes to, before my appointment started, or I had to be inside at least. And I was, I even was messaging my wife. I was like, Hey, uh, you know, this is what happened. I'm scared, you know, and I like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. The Jeep's okay. Uh, but you know, I'm thinking about calling the police on this dude. Cause he, he literally just about had he hit me, I probably would have died, dude. Um, I was like, should I call the police and report this? And I have, I'm not going to idea. Eventually I just, you know, it fucking, I was like, it, I'm probably never going to see the dude again. What's the point? Uh, yeah. But I'm not gonna lie. That was a couple of days ago. I mean, that's I, how yeah. I view it. it. It's really not worth the struggle and hassle. If you're fine, everything's fine. Nothing was damaged. It's all good. Oh no, dude! Uh, if everything was damaged, if I would have found him, dude, I, I would not be here. I'd probably, I'd, I'd be in jail, hands down. I would never be able to leave jail again, dude. But uh, I was. If my was, if my leg wasn't broken in my accident, I was thinking about getting out of that truck and breaking that other dude's nose oh no dude i was full well like i was i was ready to like fight this person but uh i guess i sat outside in that parking lot and waited for them to come out for like about roughly 15 minutes no, no one ever came out so i just i said screw it i'm just not gonna make a report or anything i went inside came back out and the person was gone but in back in my mind i was like i really hope they walk i'm walking out and they walk to that car because as soon as I see the person reach for that door handle on that vehicle, I'm walking over to them and I'm just, I'm going ape shit. I, I don't care who it is. Like you almost, fucking that was Doug said, hands down one of the scariest. Like, bro, you almost there. destroyed my car. Like another, oh my gosh, what's another scary moment? The Sonata, like I was, I was telling you about earlier. My hunt, you, you've seen my Sonata shitty car, dude. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everyone who's listening, do me a favor. Don't go. Do not buy Hyundai. I'm not saying they're all their cars are bad, but they're all around a pretty shitty company. Like, uh, but like before I get into like this, dude. Uh, so my Sonata, it, it was it was fine for a while. It was honestly, it was cool. It was comfortable. It was very easy riding. It was amazing on gas, oddly. But uh, just out of nowhere, I was I was driving to work. Uh, this is when we were you and I were both at the the cbd shop um do you know if we can say their name i'm not saying anything dude did you quit i'll get into that here in a moment <laughs> um, i got fired for a bull for fucking stupid petty ass reason if you ask me but we'll get into that here in a little bit um we're, we're not getting into that on this podcast <laughs> yeah not dude but uh for sure but uh like i said i was driving to work and like I said previously, I mean, I've had the occasional like faulty sensor. I mean, um, 
just bad, like faulty batteries, just every routine maintenance on this car that we had already we'd kept up. We had took care of it. Right. Um, I'm just driving and I'm getting ready to get over to get off on the gravel exit. And about like probably like six, 700 feet before I get, I have to merge out of nowhere. I'm doing roughly about like 70, 75. Yeah. My RPMs plummet. My car slows down. I go from doing roughly about, like I said, 75, dude, down to like 60 or just under 60. It just, I don't know what happened. Like, there was nothing, like, under the gas pedal, nothing, just out of was nowhere. It the governed or something? No, dude, because I've, I've been up faster in that car before. Uh, I don't know what happened. It just, like, out of nowhere, it started having all these problems. Like, uh, whenever, like, acceleration, like, whenever I would go, even just, like, that was the first incident that happened. It, it stopped for, like, a day or two, and then it, that's when it, it started to, like, occur even more. Like, even just leaving, like, parking lots, like, going from my house to the gas station around the corner, dude. I would go to turn. I would get right. I, I would start to speed up a little bit. Our, again, like, RPMs would plummet. My, I would slow down significantly. Yeah, and my car didn't want to accelerate for some reason, and I took this vehicle, dude, to not only the place I had bought it from, but at least like three other additional shops for them to look at this vehicle. Um, and every single one of them said, "There's nothing wrong with your car. Why are you bringing it here?" I'm like, "There's something. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with my car." Um, there was like, "There's it's." Then I told them what had happened. They're like, "Okay, we'll keep it for a day or two to uh." really um see what's going on uh and this is again don't buy hyundai especially from any place suntrap because suntrap's terrible they uh they kept my car for like six days dude drove it so much that my tank was almost like bone dry like no gas it had literally a full tank when we dropped it off they emailed my wife like four days four or five days later or maybe like roughly yeah, about four or five six days later and, and told her, hey, yeah, we're not going to continue to work on your vehicle unless you come put it, put gas in it. It's like, mm, no, there, there was gas in that car when we dropped it off. Uh, so, you know, and then it's just like, you know, whatever. Uh, so we went, uh, they put gas in it after we had a huge fit over it. But um, anyway, like back to the whole thing, like I had this car in roughly four shops total. And every single one of the every single one of these places had my car for roughly about a day, like a, a two two or three days. Every last one of them said, "Oh, we don't know what's going on. We don't know um, if it's you know like an acceleration problem. It's not throwing code. Everything looks fine." And it just I don't know, dude. It, there was something wrong with that car. There still is something wrong with this vehicle. To this day, we don't have it anymore. Her mom and dad have it, but um, it, it knock on wood, dude, as of late, actually has had no problems. Like the, the problem mysteriously like vanished. But uh, hey, man, I swear to just, you, cars have personalities, and if they don't like someone, they're gen- they're gonna act weird. It just it did not like I said it wouldn't want to accelerate. It wouldn't do anything, dude. Like it, it would. I mean, any time I got above thirty from that from that moment on. It would it would be fine, and then just like five minutes into the into driving, it would just it would plummet. It wouldn't want to accelerate. It wouldn't want to go up any hills for some reason. Like I said, it didn't throw code anywhere. 
at the, any of the dealerships, or any of the dealership, the mechanic shops, everything that they all said it's pretty, it's in almost pristine condition. We don't know what, why you're here. It's like, that's, I'm not wasting your time. Like they looked at me like I was crazy, dude. Like, I'm not crazy. I know my car. There's something going on with this. It needs to be addressed. And it's just nothing, dude. It's just shitty cars. And then that's when we were like, it, it's time to, uh, it's time to move on to something else, man. We gave it to our mom and dad. And then that's where I drive, uh, that fucking gas guzzler of a Jeep, believe it or not. And I, I call it a gas guzzler, dude, but honestly, it's, it's not bad on gas. It's, it's not great, but it's, it could be so much worse. I say the same thing about my LS, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it could be a lot worse. It was, oh my gosh, dude. Hmm. But anyways, guys, uh, I think that'll have to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, oh shit, it's, Thank you. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock. Yeah. Thank you very much, Austin, for coming on the show. I hope to have you on again soon, man. Like, this was, this was great. That'll do it for the video, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Please make sure to check all the links in the description and have you guys a wonderful rest of your day.